0: On today's show, I chat to Middle Eastern travel YouTuber Haifa. She has over 800,000 subscribers on her channel with videos receiving well over 3 million views. She also has a following on Instagram, Fly With Haifa, of over 6,000 followers. Haifa has always provided her audience with an authentic and raw insight into her Middle Eastern lifestyle. She challenges boundaries, whether they are social. Geographical or cultural.
1: Welcome onto my new travel podcast, Haifa. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so, so happy to be here. I've been seeing your work, loving it. And it's my pleasure being here with you and to everybody listening to us. Oh, you're so sweet. And I'm so pleased you agreed to do this interview
0: with me. I know that obviously we're in lockdown yeah. and you are all being really busy with filming and everything else, but I really just wanted to say that even though my podcast focuses on a lot of hoteliers and people with unique properties around the world, I also do chat to visionaries mm. and I really do believe you definitely fall in the visionary category.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> Makes me feel so good hearing that because I actually do use the word vision and mission repeatedly, you know, in my day. So thank you for saying that.
0: No, it's so true what I've seen you do over the last few years. You really are uniting people together and I I love it.
1: I love what you do. And that's why I was so pleased you agreed to come on the show. You know, Danielle, if it was up to me, I would take you, you know, spoil you because I know you're taking care of the kids. You're also running a business. You're being a wife. So if it was up to me, I would take you for a coffee and like <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> but hopefully soon after the lockdown. So. And maybe a next trip? Yeah. We were supposed to go together somewhere, right? Peru. Yeah, (laughs)
0: that was hard. I know. Can you believe that I had to cancel three trips (laughs) this year? Peru, Botswana and a cruise. And I'm sure you've had to
1: cancel many trips. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because for me, I wanted to like calm down on traveling anyway this year. Like I just really missed my family and missed being home. But like Peru is definitely on top of my list. So I was excited for that. And I was supposed to go to Bali as well for some meditation that also got pushed. But I, I still believe everything happens for a reason. It's not bad being stuck with family, right? Absolutely. Now it's a
0: really good time to Gather our thoughts and just slow down our pace of life.
1: Exactly, exactly. We need that more than we think. It's it's just like forced us to to like chill a bit. So, my first question that I wanted to ask
0: you is regarding the travel side, you're a hijabi woman and you wear the most amazing colourful clothes. I mean your wardrobe must just make you smile every time you look at <laughs> it. colours. You certainly do light up a room when you walk in. But I read somewhere that you enjoy people asking you when you travel about you wearing a hijab and that you say it's a really good conversation starter. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: So anything I wear, uh, I love like wearing outfits that help me make more friends. So like, you know, a shirt that says, how are you? Or like I had a chalkboard uh, like bag. You can write on it on chalk and I just like, say, you're beautiful today, what's your name kind of thing. You know, I just imagine life as, as this, you know, a movie where everybody passes by, but then if you talk more to people, you can catch friends, uh, make amazing connections. So I'm all about connections, right? So whether I connect to people through my videos or other things that I do, or even my outfits, I like to celebrate nations, uh, be proud of them, make them feel heard and seen. So that's what I like to do. With the hijab, what I like about it is that a lot of people tie the Middle East or Arabs. Not all Arabs are Muslims, but a lot of Arabs are Muslims. So it just gives me the chance when they see me, they're like, "Ah, oh, where are you from? That looks different. That looks exotic. You know, we start having a conversation. I start talking to them about the Middle East. And then uh, we become friends. They follow me. And then this is where I get the chance to present a different narrative than what they see. So that's cool. But however, by the way, like I'm gonna share something. Maybe that's the first time sharing it in public. And it's on your podcast, Danielle. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and that is I'm actually changing a lot like through my travels spiritually, inside of me, outside of me. So a lot of people wanna have interviews with me just about the hijab. And I don't really like to be like known as the hijabi girl because what if one day I want to remove it, one day I want to put it, like I want to be known for me more than anything. Absolutely. No, that's very true. For me it's about the person.
0: I mean, it's not about what you wear, but for you, I've seen you speak, I've seen you at events and you you really just bring that whole light around you with your with your vibrant colors and your style and when I was, you know, finding out a little bit more about you to say that was a conversation starter is so nice because When you travel, especially if you're traveling on your own, sometimes it's, you know, people aren't confident to have a conversation. And to have such a, a great topic to start communicating with is brilliant.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think if everybody had conversations with everyone, it's not just, you know, stereotypes towards like people in the Middle East. It's in general, like I have friends who are originally African and sometimes like it makes me go crazy that whenever we walk into like a coffee shop or a restaurant because we're very close they tell me look Haifa everybody's looking at me because I'm black and I'm like what if they're admiring you or, or something like that but just in general you know we recently heard also about Ahmed who was running and got shot because he's black just you know stereotypes bring hate and they're very healthy they're like a poison and the more we talk the more we put we kind of heal that inherited poison that doesn't make sense
0: well that's so true and that brings me straight away into the second question which was your seven minute video that you filmed called stereotype world yeah thing and you rap and
1: tell us about that this is a dream idea that I had ever since I was a kid to like make a super creative video about the Middle East. And I was so lucky to be chosen as one of YouTube's ambassadors. It was 50 of us around the world. So it was like a dream come true, Danielle. Like they flew us to London and they're like, tell us your dream idea. And, you know, we told them and they're like, okay, we're going to fund the idea. And it was a very expensive idea. You're talking about traveling. We went to like four countries a crew of four and 200 volunteers, outfits, food, hotels. Wow. It's crazy. And what they did in London is that they made us sit with like scientists, directors who studied the brain and, you know, tell us when it gets triggered, which by the way is through storytelling. One of the most important tips. So yeah, like uh, it was amazing to see a platform actually fund their creators in such a powerful way. We're talking about tens and tens of thousands of dollars. I haven't seen any other platform do that.
0: No, never. I never knew. I thought you actually did it yourself because, I mean, that's a huge team.
1: Yeah. Where was it shot? It was shot in Morocco in a few cities there, Blue City and Marrakesh, And it was shot in Egypt and South Egypt, Nuba, close to Sudan. And it was shot in Dubai and Lebanon. My goodness, that's amazing. So (laughs) tell everybody who's
0: listening the story behind it because it's such
1: a great video. This video starts like with a scene that shows how Arabs are shown in the movies. It's actually a girl that's frustrated from uh, what usually is shown in in movies. And she like puts a cassette and then you see the cassette and we acted out how we are usually shown. A man with 10 wives and he's bombing his life and then he goes and eats hummus. And then we wear sandals to school and run camels and just things like that. And then, you know, you see this girl saying, okay, but now it's time for me to really tell you my own story. And then a rap starts with like tens of influences in different countries, girls wearing their national outfits in a very colorful way. We had like an amazing stylist. We're rapping things out that we want the world to hear from us as Arab girls. And music was so powerful. And then after the rap where we say our story literally in a minute, We take a tour, a musical tour that's like Aladdin. It's very musical. It's very lovely. We take you to Dubai, Egypt, Morocco. We shot a few scenes at home where we showed them how we usually eat and how we keep pouring extra food for guests. And my family was in it. My mom was in it. So it got really personal. And then we go for the last scene. We go... And we break stereotypes in general. So an African person says something about them, an Asian and a Mexican. So it becomes a global message of breaking stereotypes. And then we all together make a peace sign. It's so cool. And how long did it take you to put everything together, the whole production? It was four months long. So one month of writing. <laughs> Daily writing, we're talking like we locked ourselves in hotels and we'd wake up till night, write, write, write and get outfits ready. And then directly we went to travel. Travel took us around two months and then one month or two of editing.
0: That's amazing. And how wonderful for YouTube to actually fund all that and actually give you that platform to, you know, do even what you're doing. And that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent campaign. Like uh, it's called Creators for Change. And I thank them for it. And, uh, you know, I think my project was the biggest one (laughs) and the most funded because like I just don't take no as an answer, basically. And And the idea kept growing and I kept fighting for it and they believed in it. And then I ended up putting all my savings in it as well so their budget wasn't even enough from how crazy our ideas got go big or go home right <laughs> exactly exactly no regrets
0: i don't re- regret it not one bit good for you good for you and another one of my favorite youtube videos of yours it's so cute it's when you surprise your mum and aunt on a trip to the maldives oh, and yeah. i love the fact that all the videos that you do are bilingual and with subtitles oh. so It was actually quite heart-melting because your mum was like this sweetheart and your auntie's like this cheeky cheekiness. (laughs) And it really came across in the video and I I loved it. It really touched me. How did all the planning come together for that? What was, was it a huge surprise
1: for your mum? Oh my God, that was so much fun. So... We were just in the car and then I've planned this ahead with like the hotel and the airlines and everything, you know, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Like at home, you see me sitting like you think I'm sleeping and looking at the wall, but I'm planning a lot. So I did all the planning and then I told my mom and my aunt, I first surprised my mom by flying my aunt in from Jordan. Because I wanted to take her there. And what is she going to do with me alone in the Maldives? She's going to need more fun. My mom is wild. So I <laughs> got her my wild aunt so they can both have fun together. <laughs> oh, my God. I really miss the Maldives. Actually, I told my mom that we're going to a hotel in Abu Dhabi. So just get get your swimming stuff. It's going to be a private villa for us. And then on our way to Abu Dhabi, we just like stop by the airport, and she's like, "What's up? What's happening?" And I'm like, "I uh, just come with me. Just come with me." Just like, "Where are we going?" And like, "Just come." <laughs> and then she found out when we were checking our bags, I told her to guess where we're going, and uh, she guessed it because she's like, "Wait, swimming suit." She guessed a few countries, and the Maldives was one of them. And we we were so lucky because she got an upgrade as well. <laughs> By chance and we got there and they enjoyed it a lot. That's so sweet my mum is always on at me that she
0: wants to come with me to the Maldives when I go my sister surprised her last year for her 70th and she wouldn't come to the airport with me until she knew where she was going she said Danielle I might not have packed the right clothes I need to know where we're going and we finally gave in and I told her that we were going to Ibiza <gasps> I'm not partying. I'm 70. I'm not partying. I said, "Mum, just you're coming to Ibiza. You'll see a different side of it." And I actually rented this most amazing, stunning villa and took my mum for a week to Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. <loved> <laughs> How was it?
1: Was it was so
0: cool. But it was. I think she was thinking it was going to be the Maldives. <laughs> Oh, she wanted the Maldives. The beauty of Ibiza is there's so many gorgeous hidden bays and you just rent a car and you just can go and just have your own little adventure and the beaches are perfect and it's lovely. Nothing compared to Mm -hmm. Maldives, obviously, but for an island, Ibiza is pretty cool.
1: And you know, Danielle, you always travel, but how did it feel to travel and like make someone happy or surprise them? How was that different?
0: To me, I just love, I love travel. And to give my mom this was something that I was so excited for. And I had to go back from Dubai, leave the kids, go to the UK, stay with her a day. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really, I was so excited. I I, did, I wanted to tell her, but I couldn't tell her until she <laughs> dragged it out of me the day before. But it was. it's so nice to just give back. And I feel like, you know, our parents do so much for us. Exactly. So it, was, it was really nice, but now she keeps saying, how am I going to top it?
1: <laughs> oh, her or you? She wants me to top it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Maldives the <this> year, Maldives. <laughs> Maybe we should do a planned trip to the Maldives for people in the Maldives. I know, we
0: That's should okay. do. Definitely. It's so <laughs> nice, right?
1: Yeah, like a mama moon. Right? <laughs> mama moon. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So
0: all of the videos that you've ever made, which are hundreds, which one has meant the most to
1: you? Would it be
0: one of the two I've said? Or?
1: Definitely Stereotype World, the one we spoke about. And like, I have a very magical moment that happened with me, and I filmed it in a vlog, and that is the Nobel Peace Prize concert. So a few years back, I was the YouTube host of the Nobel Peace Prize concert, like next to Conan O'Brien, wow. in front of the Prince and Princess of Norway, President of Colombia, and all these singers, you know, Sting, I interviewed him, everyone. It was like so surreal. So that's definitely one of them. Um, How would you uh, top that? <laughs> I mean, <that's-> I know. <laughs> to be
0: Nobel Peace Prize and then to have such amazing people in the room with you. I mean, we, you must have been so nervous.
1: I was laughing because I couldn't believe. I'm like, am I dreaming or did I wake up? And it was crazy because the producers would come to me and tell me, it's my dream to put you on that stage. I went on like the global stage twice to talk about Fly With Haifa. I was like, "What are? why are they doing this? Why is it their dream that I talk about me? What's up? That's amazing. That's amazing.
0: And I think you've also met one of my angles, Malala. Oh yeah, I did actually. I did. How did you know that? <laughs> my husband and I have a charity in Pakistan, so oh. she's just somebody that I always look up to, and especially because of Pakistan. And my sister adopted a baby girl, and she called her Malala. And no way! After Malala, just because she has, she's very much into human rights, and she she just loves everything about her. And she was telling her friend that the reason why she called her new baby Malala. And can you believe the real Malala's father called my sister-in-law to thank her? Called your sister-in-law? Who he's never met. Yeah. And said, somebody's told me you've just adopted a baby and called her Malala after my daughter. Do you know how bad that makes us feel? Wow. So he
1: found out about it. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It is, it is. Such a small world. Well how was your experience when you met her? Again, YouTube is amazing. Especially before they were way more focused on us. I'm no I don't know what's happening lately, but you know, Danielle, it's very important in this conversation for us to state that for us as creators, you know, I have so many ideas. Like uh, you know, amazing sexy ideas that can make a lot of change. You know, I operate from my heart. I don't like pain. So I want to do anything I can do to help. And now I'm very curious to actually get into practical change. I'm not just about like, I'm not, I don't like the term influencer. I'm not just about pictures or videos and inspiring. Now, now I want to do more things. And that takes me to my next step that we as creators, we can't work alone. We need the right support from platforms, brands, and companies you know, this is how we will grow together. If we can talk to the younger generation, we've got the voice, then empower us with a bit more tools, support, you know, so we can reach to them. Because it's crazy. I'm sure you see also with your kids. I don't know exactly how old they are, who they follow, or if they get to get screen time, or if they're addicted like other teenagers and other kids. But, you know, monkey see, monkey do. We copy what we see. So we need to be studying what we're putting out there for our people. And it just breaks my heart when I see brands in in the Middle East not being that vision and mission focused. It's sometimes random. Random campaign, I will get random people on board, whoever I like, whoever I know personally, whoever is from a certain nationality, and it just ruins or gets in the way or slows down the bigger momentum. It was a very long answer to your question, but back to Malala. I met Malala through YouTube when they started the ambassador campaign. I've been with them for a few years. And they flew in Malala to speak to us as YouTubers and inspire us. When I heard Malala speak, I was just sitting on this, like there, you know, it's a cozy room where she's speaking to us. When I heard her say that women uh, in Pakistan at the age of 15 feel like now their mission in life is to get married and only married, as soon as she said that, I saw a vision of me running in a wedding dress, making a point that I'm going to get married to life. And my, my mission is not just this man. It's me living my life and reaching the best potential of myself. And when the time is right, I will meet him because what is, I will marry him. What is worse than putting myself in a forced marriage? I know that with a lot of girls, uh, the situation is harder for them. Their parents sometimes don't always give them a choice. But what I was saying, now that's a different topic. I'm just saying about how the fact that they put us with such you know, a character that inspired me. I then... Got back to Dubai for Valentine's Day. My friends and I shot a video called Married to Life. I love it. I saw it. It, 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 (laughs) Dubai parks, right? Yeah, Dubai parks. Imagine in Dubai mall with a wedding dress everywhere. So in the beginning, I made people think that I'm finally, you know, getting married. But then gave away wedding cards to people and told them, welcome to my wedding with life. Come join me today and tomorrow and every day. And I ran across the country doing everything I want to do by myself, roller coaster in a wedding dress. And it got crazy, shared, crazy. And each girl shared her story, paragraphs and paragraphs. Celebrities shared. It made it to the breaking news. No imagine. way, really? I swear it's insane. It has over 7 million views. My goodness. See? And that all came from you sitting in a room with somebody like Milan. How it triggers. Yeah, yeah. When we put leaders with us, when, when they believe in us and give us a chance, that's what we do. Absolutely. No, it's so true. I mean, my husband's Pakistani and our charities
0: in Pakistani, so my kids are Pakistani, but they read the Malala book. Mm. Because it's all about education as well and how, you know, my husband's seen how Pakistan, the younger generation, the females, how they weren't really allowed to go to school and education i mean it's becoming more progressive now but it's tough and i always say to my kids you know this is what happened to this girl and look at her and look at the voice and she's yeah she blows me away and actually today i watched the new michelle obama documentary which i'm sure you you have to watch it you will love it
1: oh is it
0: good it's so good she's going to all the kids around the states and giving them oh. the tools they need. And, you know, sitting with them and saying, don't let anybody stop your dreaming. The sky's the limit. You can do it. Look at me. I was a poor yeah. black girl as such. And now, you know, then I became the first lady. And if someone told me I was going to be the first lady, I'd never believe them. But I'm the first oh. black first lady. So I can do anything. And when you watch this documentary and she's sitting with these kids, they just idolize her and the words of wisdom that she gives
1: them it was weird.
0: Really you have to watch it netflix
1: <laughs> netflix so actually thanks a lot because i've been looking for a good movie to watch so it's on netflix yeah, documentary. It's just come out it's on netflix awesome awesome
0: and on the spiritual side you went to bali and did a three-day
1: retreat right oh my god i've went to bali like seven times i always go to different retreats to any woman listening to us right now guys or even a man retreats are so life-changing this is one of the best investments you can use your money for like really if retreats is all i do all year long i wouldn't say no because you dive so deep you go into healing things you never knew existed you know things like that so i've done a like three ladies retreat, like you know they call them magical women something like we do dance healing we do a lot of sharing journaling breathing amazing the things that come out from all the women and I've done a silent retreat and I've done like a retreat in the jungle. So we stayed in the jungle. So things like that. Very cool. But
0: how, somebody who like me likes to chat, how did you manage a three-day no <laughs> silent, ad straw? <struggle? laughs>
1: That's a very good question. If I don't chat out loud, I chat a lot in my head. So, or I just chill. Like, Also, I... I have the side of me that really loves to chill. People see me traveling, but I also love staying at home a lot. Nice. So I really have an inwards world that's really fun.
0: But do you feel like after the three-day silent retreat, it, you came out with something that you never thought? Did you have some enlightenment? or
1: I feel like, to be very honest with you, Danielle, I feel like if I do the longer one, it would be more effective. I don't know if you heard about Vipassana or something like that. It's in India and it's for like usually longer days and you eat only vegetarian and everybody's there and everybody's quiet and everybody meditates. So three days are not that enough. But just the good thing about it is that I got more time for myself, no phones, reading a lot, some insects.
0: (laughs) It freaked me out. That might freak me up, but just to even relax and read a book, I think I forgot what that's like.
1: Yeah. How
0: many kids do you have? Three, four? I have three. My twins just turned seven and my eldest is eight. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love twins. <laughs> I know, boy and a girl. So they're still little, but um, they've got my travel book, that's for sure, because they keep saying every day, you know, They've been locked down now for two months, locked down, like I've pinned them down, but yeah. we've stuck home for two months now. And they just keep saying, "Mummy, when's the next holiday? Where are we going? Are we off to somewhere in the Maldives? Oh. Where can we go? Because they've got the travel bug as well, you know? And it's, it, for me, I've always wanted my kids to be big into travel because I yes. really believe they learn so much. Exactly. They learn from the culture, the people, the food, just, Everything, and that to me is, is a to gift to my kids. I'll give you an example. The three of them learned to snorkel, properly snorkel, quite deep in the Maldives, and the twins wanted to use their mask and snorkel, but my eldest wanted to just free dive, and I just left them, and they just loved wow. the water with them, but they just loved that freedom, and every morning they were like, let's just go and dive again, and jump off the side of the boat, and... This is oh my God. that you know gives them courage as well. Apart from yeah. the experience, they learn to just kind of be a little bit independent.
1: Oh, Danielle, this is like music to my ears. Like, do you have a, a special episode about that, like uh, parenting through travel? I actually haven't done a podcast on it, but I
0: put all my travel videos on Unique Family Travels, my website. I and mm. also because of the clients that I book holidays for. Because I've been to a lot of the hotels or the countries that they want to go to, I give them firsthand knowledge from myself and the kids. So if Mm -hmm. I want to stay, you know, go Mm -hmm. to, for example, Cambodia, Vietnam, I can give them the the right place to stay, which will be for their perfect age group.
1: Okay, that's beautiful. I totally agree with what you said. And it's so refreshing for me to hear a mother who believes in this. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite parts of our conversation, just hearing, you know, how you dealt with them, when they wanted to do their own thing and just imagine them swimming. I would rather invest in my kids. Uh, like one day, I don't have kids like if I have kids or one, to travel than to put them in school because that teaches you and opens your heart like crazy. They learned the
0: countries and flags and capitals at a young age. We would play the A to Z game where they had to only say a country beginning with that letter mm-hmm. and then we had to talk about it. So they've got the knowledge now. Now I want to give them that experience and I don't think there's any better place than to just be free outdoors in a new city and to learn you know yes yes totally totally
1: let's wrap up because i know have you you've eaten and everything are you just going to chill now yeah i'm just going to get on other calls and uh, meetings in ramadan it's so crazy this is when work hours start for me at least like designers my manager shooting Wow, you, you really are
0: amazing. And I'm honestly I'm so grateful you've took the time to speak to me today. I'm so honestly I really am pleased. Thank oh, you. So bless much.
1: you, Danielle. Your words touch my heart. And I'm just sad that I can't jump, you know, from the screen and hug you and meet you face to face. But thank you so much for, you know, being interested to interview me uh and you know you know looking at my channel and seeing everything and your passionate travel and i really do hope we get to go to peru together or some cool country inshallah
0: it will happen later this year early next year we're going together my love yes take
1: me please kidnap me i give you all i give you the permission We will you. have an absolute blast and I look forward to it. Inshallah. Thank you so right much. Again. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank Take you. Care Bless now. you. Thank you,
0: Danielle. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.